Hare Krishna. And good morning to everyone. Sunday, you know. One of the best days of the week for staying at home and sleeping in. But you chose not to. So thank you for that. Rupa Nugadas here with you. Disciple of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, who is a disciple of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. This morning, if you want to use your smartphones to go to vedabase.io, and I haven't figured out what that I.O. stands for. Anybody know? What is it? That's what we usually say on Monday morning, isn't it? I.O. I.O. So off to work I go. Jaya Ratha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Ratha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Kopi Janda Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Kopi Janda Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashura Nandana Bajajana Nandana Yashura Nandana Bajajana Nandana Yamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Chiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Gaura Premananda Hari Hari Bo Jai Om Vishnipad Paramahamsa Paribhajaka Charja Hasto Tarasat Sri Srimadis Divine Grace Abhaya Charnada Vinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi Jai Om Vishnipad Paramahamsa Paribhajaka Charja Hasto Tarasat Sri Srimad his Divine Grace, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Gosami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Ananta Kuti Vaishnavrinda Ki, Iskan BBT Founder, Charja Srila Prabhupada Ki, Iskan Guru Param Paraki, Sri Rup Sri Sanatan, Bhatta Raghunath Sri Jeeva Gopal, Bhatta Dasa Raghunath Sadko Swami Prabhu Ki, Nama Charja Srila Haridas Thakur Ki, Prem Sikaho, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Sri Vasari Gaura Bhaktarindaki, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath, Shyamakun Radhakun Giri Govardhanaki, Sri Vindavandam Ki, Sri Maturadam Ki, Sri Mayapunabhadweep Dham Ki, Sri Jagannath Puri Dham Ki, Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Dham Ki, Ganga Devi Ki, Jamuna Maiki, Tulsi Devi Ki, 
Bhaktidevaki, Samavira Bhaktarindaki, Brihat Madanga Transcendental Book in Prasadam Distribution Aki, Nitagoda Premananda, Hari Hari Bhul, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namon Vishnabhadaya Krishna Bhastaya Bhutale Shumati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pachanine Nivasisya Srinivari Paschatade Shatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Saraswatim Yasan Tato Jaya Moderayat Nasta Praesha Badresu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavani Naishtiki Randra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Today we're continuing our reading in chapter 11 of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. This chapter is entitled Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwaraka. Uh, we will be reciting text number 22 today. So, along with me, please, uh, let's do this word for word, please. The, uh, the, uh, the pronunciations. Prava. Uh, I see this is written as one word, it's a very long word, so I'm going to break it down just as Prabhupada does when he writes the translations. So that was the first word. Pravaha, Abhivadana, Ashlesa, Karapsparsha, Smrita, no I'm sorry, that's Smrita Ikshanai, Aswasya cha Aswapakkebya Aswapakkebya Varai cha Abhimatai Avibhu So let's try chanting this as poetry. Pava bivadanesya Prava bivadanasya Karaspasya smitekshanai Ashvasya chasva pakebyo Varais cha bimatair vibhu. Varais cha bimatair vibhu. Once again, Pravabhivadanaslesha. Karaspasya smritesjanai. Aswasya chasva pakkebyo Varaischa bimathair vibhu Chant please. Word-for-word translations, Prabha, by bowing his head. 
Abhivarana by greeting with words. Ashlesya embracing. Karasparsha shaking hands. Smita ikshanai by a glancing smile. Asvasya by encouragement. Cha and. Ashwapakebya down to the lowest rank of dog eaters. Vorai by benedictions. Cha also. Abhimatai as desired by. Vibhu the Almighty. You know who we're talking about here? Who is who is this person we're describing? Greeting other people with nice words. Who? Sri Dwarakadish, Lord of Dwaraka, Krishna. That's right. Translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The Almighty Lord greeted everyone present by bowing his head, exchanging greetings, embracing, shaking hands, looking and smiling, giving assurances and awarding benedictions, even to the lowest in rank. Did you know they had chandalas in uh, Dorica? Chandalas and prostitutes? They had all kinds of people in Sri Dorica. Purport by his divine, well, let's repeat this, uh, uh, the translation again. The Almighty Lord greeted everyone present by bowing his head, exchanging greetings, embracing, shaking hands, looking and smiling, giving assurances, and awarding benedictions, even to the lowest in rank. Now the purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. To receive Lord Sri Krishna, there were all grades of population, beginning from Vasudev, Krishna's father, Ugrasena, his grandfather, and Gargamuni. And so it's said after this, the father, grandfather, and teacher, down to the prostitutes and chandalas, who were accustomed to eat dogs, Every And every one of them was properly greeted by the Lord in terms of rank and position. As pure living entities, all are the separated parts and parcels of the Lord, and thus no one is alien by his eternal relation. Such pure living entities are graded differ- differently in terms of contamination of the modes of material nature. But... The Lord is equally affectionate to all his parts and parcels. An important statement. Um, Such pure living entities are graded differently in terms of contamination, um, and he's equally affectionate, so we already read that. Despite material gradation, He descends only to recall these materialistic living beings back to his kingdom. And intelligent persons take advantage of this facility offered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to all living beings. No one is rejected by the Lord from the kingdom of God. Try try making that statement public. See what reactions you get from different religions. No one is rejected by the Lord from the kingdom of God. And it remains with a living being to accept this or not. He's not going to force you to go back, but he sure would like for you to go back. Omagyana timirandasya gyananjana salakaya chakshurun militam jena tasmai shri gurave namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Jainabhutale Swayam Rupakada Maya Dadati Swabarantikam. Chant with me, please. Bandeham Sri Guru Sri Jutta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Scha 
Shirupam Sagratatam Sahagana Raganatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savarutam Parijana Sahidam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Taptakan Chanagurangi Radhe Brindamaneswari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubi Evacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namonama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Karadha Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Rantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Nam Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale, Srimate Tamal Krishna Gosamaniti Namane. So there is a, there's an art and a science to dealing with persons in different positions in society. And we're told by some not to, not to judge other people. But the fact is, we do judge other people. And we have to judge other people. And we have to teach our kids to judge other people for certain reasons. But judging does not mean passing judgment on them. It just means evaluating the position they happen to be in. So uh, he's, we're, we, we have three different classes, generally speaking, of persons who, with whom we have to deal. Uh, one is those who are most covered in illusion. Uh, and you can go back 40, 50 years, and you're looking at the person who, who fit into that category very nicely, and sometimes still does. So we have to recognize those who are most affected by Krishna's material energy. We recognize them, but that doesn't mean that we uh, condemn them. That doesn't mean that we talk disparagingly of them. Uh, We have to make judgments um, of what kind of knowledge they can accept from us. So that's a judgment that we have to make. We have to judge whether this person is willing to get the full plate or whether we just give them a little little snack, a little sample of this and a little sample of that. Because if you try to give some people the whole thing all at one, t- one time, you know, you find yourself just emptying your mind of everything you've learned for the past four decades or five decades. And, and of course, they're not, many people are not ready to hear that or to accept that. So some people, you, you have to just be very gentle. I, my spiritual master used the example of, Starting a fire, you know, if you're out in the woods and you have a, have a box of matches, you have to get some kindling together and you strike a match or, or if you know how to use flint, you make some sparks with flint and get a little, little tiny, tiny fire started and see some smoke coming up and you blow on it or you fan it very gently and then uh, when it starts picking up a little bit, then you can fan it harder and harder and harder. And so, depending on the size of that little flame, then, you don't want to put it out. You want to fan it very gently. And that's, so that's the way we deal with people who are just coming into contact with Krishna consciousness. Some that cannot accept any, any more. They, some will not even accept a book from us, you know, when we're out distributing books. So we have to make that judgment. And then, of course, Prabhupada has given us the ultimate concealed weapon. And that is prasadam. Take this sweet ball. And one of the nice things about Americans, I know, I don't know about all Westerners, but Americans especially, they put anything in their mouths. You know, if it, if it looks kind of nice, if it doesn't have a, a bad smell to it, you say, here, take this, and they'll eat it. And you can just pass them out cookies or, or sweet balls, whatever you, whatever you happen to have available. And I remember that was one of the first things that I asked Balabhadra Prabhu, who is a, 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 an older devotee from Atlanta, African-American fellow. He's probably my age, maybe a little younger than I am. 
And uh, I, I went through the Atlanta airport one time and I met him and uh, I said, do you have any prosodium? <laughs> and of course, you know, in the airport, you're distributing books, you're not distributing prosodium. He went and found an orange and gave me an orange at that time. And I remember him for that even to this day. That was in the late 70s when, when that happened. So offering people prasadam, that's one of the easiest ways to help a person make advancement. And it's rare, it's really rare, especially in the Western countries, America, that people will refuse to take something that's kind of nice to offer them. And, and you know, and when that person takes that prasadam and eats it, you know, that per, of course that's that's person doesn't have any idea what he's done, but he's actually begun the end of his stay in the material world just by taking a little bit of prasadam. Any of Prabhupada's books, if he takes it and holds the book, even if he doesn't keep it, but holds it, you know, it is said, Prabhupada told us he makes advancement. If he looks, you know, open the book and show him some pictures or something, and he appreciates those things, spiritual advancement. So, uh, on his part, that's a gyanta sukriti. That's devotional service performed without knowledge of it. So then we try to engage people at whatever level they're at, uh, in acts of devotion according to their abilities and according to what they're willing to do. And it's such a nice thing, you know, when you, when you get somebody to come in and make flower garlands or do something very lowly like I did when I, I mean, the first service that I ever did, I, I was in Columbus, Ohio. I was there on a, uh, a, a training session, uh, with, uh, I think at that time I was working with the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. I was working as an engineer, electrical engineer. We were sent up there for some training. And uh, I found this little preaching center, which is just a house, but I found it in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I knocked on the door, and this one brahmachari came, and and uh, I, I, I think I said, please accept my basis. And immediately he hit the floor, and I was wondering, what's he doing? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I just read enough to know that when you meet a devotee, you say, I, I, please accept my humble obeisance. I didn't know what exactly that meant. But anyhow, um, he, he invited me in, and uh, uh, I, I asked, do you have any prasadam? <laughs> my favorite line, do you have any prasadam? And he, I, don't think he, I don't think he found anything from it. He, but he said, would you like to do some service? I said, well, well, uh, sure. So he gave me a broom, and I went and started sweeping the temple room. And there was Gorni Tai on the altar, and I was there sweeping, not really knowing too much about what I was doing. But uh, you, you, he was he was making an attempt. You know, he did the right thing. Even though he wasn't the most um, polished person for uh, greeting strangers and inviting them into the house, still, he, he did the right thing. He... Uh, acted nicely to me and, and let me do a little service there. And I went away feeling pretty good from all that. So this is what you have to do with people who were in the state that I was in. Uh, I'm not talking about the state of Ohio. I'm talking about the state of consciousness that I was in. And you just have to have to treat them according to what they're willing to accept. Then when uh, we have those persons who are already on the path of bhakti, uh, there's another way we establish friendships with them, uh, whereas with the group I was talking about before, we, we act with compassion to the, toward those who are most covered with illusion, just like we had people act toward us. They acted very compassionately toward us when we were just coming into Krishna consciousness. But those that are already on the path, you establish friendships with them uh, because, you know, they're ready for that. Uh, you can share your experiences in coming to Krishna conscious. That's always a nice thing to hear when people, you know, first you meet them for the first time. And after you talk with them a little bit, you say, how did you find the devotees? And then they'll go into a story about how they came, uh, how they were, you know, doing so. I've, I've heard all kinds of things like one fellow was driving down the street and his car came to a stop sign. He saw something on the ground right beside his car. He opened the door, reached out, and picked it up. It was a it was a Bhagavad Gita. Can you imagine? That book was meant for that person. So uh, uh, this is what you do for 
people who have, I mean, this is the good fortune, I should say, that comes to some people. Another person, I believe Gopal Prabhu, our, one, of, one of our men who has, does all kinds of service around here, he moved into a, 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 a rental place, an apartment, and uh, there was nothing in it. And he didn't have any furniture either. You know, he's just kind of a poor brahmachari. And and um, he looked in the closet, and somebody left the Bhagavad Gita in the closet. How about that? Just chance, right? Random random acts. I don't think so. I don't think so. They say that books have their own uh, volition. They they choose uh, to whom they're going to be received. Did you hear that? Have you heard that before? So even if you give a book to somebody, as I did one time here not too long ago, I gave a book to a fellow, and I later kind of regretted that I did so because, you know, I, he did he looked like a person who might and be intoxicated a lot, just a good old working class boy. But uh, anyhow, I gave him a book because he did something nice for me. He helped me load some firewood in the back of my van. And so uh, I thought, well, this... You know, he's done something for me. Let me do something for him. And so, but but then I got to thinking that even though he might not ever pick the book up again and read it, that book is going to come across somebody who is destined to receive that book. And so, um, again, when we when we uh, when we're sharing experiences that we've had and in coming into Krishna consciousness. That's, that's, that can be a pretty nice thing. And, and, you know, you, you want to tell the other person. Sometimes I do. I said, write it down while you still remember the details. So many times. And, you know, at the time, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have a camera for many years, even after I became a devotee. You know, about the best camera I ever had was one of those little instamatic things that you, you you send the whole camera in, they develop the film and send the pictures back to you. You remember that? Yeah. So that that's what I that's what I took to India with me for the first time in two thousand five. I didn't have a good camera. So anyhow, it's nice it's nice then when you're sharing those experiences to be able to show people some pictures, maybe pictures of what you looked like before you became a devotee. That's always kind of fun to see. And uh, talk about the places that you've lived and how it was that you first bumped into into uh, the devotees. So taking and giving association according to the our perceived level of achievement of uh, our advancement in Krishna consciousness—that's a good thing. Looking for opportunities to work with people who are already on the path to devotion, and work with them in performing some devotional acts. Uh, when we first came here in 1979. Uh, and came back, we, my wife and I came back to stay in 1980. And, uh, uh, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami was here. And he was, he had everybody out doing various kinds of things, you know. And one of the activities that I, I participated in for a while, and my wife did also, was fundraising. So we had these nice oil paintings that we were getting from, I think, uh, Korea, maybe, South Korea, uh, some from Taiwan, some from maybe mainland China. And we'd take them out, you know, you could buy them, buy them pretty cheap and get them shipped here. And so we were taking them out and selling them and using the profit to, that's, that's what built this temple room. That's what put this temple room in the condition it's in. And we had a group of young men, uh, at that time who were, you know, performing the work. And they, they made the molds for these pillars that you see in here. Those are made of concrete. That's lightweight concrete. And uh, they made the molds for them, poured the molds, and then put the finishing paintwork on them so that they look like they, they're carved wood. That's the way they look. Actually, the only carved wood in here is the Sringasan that's, uh, that the deities are covered by. That was, that was carved in India, I think, and then shipped here. Uh, but looking for opportunities to work with others who, you know, who are on kind of on the same level that we are, if anybody is that low, I guess they are. And, uh, it's nice to, nice to have, be able to share those kinds of experiences. We look back on those times, which were quite difficult. Going out from, we'd, we'd take off and go out to a place, to a different city. Sometimes we'd go out to West Texas. 
Sometimes we just go to other, maybe over to Shreveport, Louisiana. I, I even went to Jackson, Mississippi, selling paintings. Mississippi is the, my home state where I grew up. And so um, it, whenever you're doing that with other people, you, you form a bond with them, just like we had the Radadamadar or traveling Sankirtan party. Uh, uh, kind of a, it was done, it was established by Tamal Krishna Goswami and, uh, and uh, what was his name? Huh? Uh, Vishnu John, Vishnu John Swami. Yeah, and they just, they had, they had several big, you know, greyhound type buses and they had vans and they had young men and, and I guess young women who were mostly work out, working out of a temple instead of traveling around as the men did. Maybe some of the women traveled too. And, uh, and so they, they shared that kind of experience with each other. And you know that, that's, that's the kind of bond that lasts a long time. Cause you're right there, you know, and in some cases, I know some of the young men, I was a, I was a householder, so I, I couldn't do this. I couldn't go out in a van, sleep in a van with about four or five, six other men. And that, was, that was a little bit beyond my realm of possibility. But this is what some people did, and, and, even though they might have given up that position as brahmachari, as most brahmacharis do, and take up the position of a grihastha later on, uh, still they remember those experiences very fondly, and they were not easy to accomplish. But they did it. Did it for a time. It wasn't sustainable for most of them. But some of them did it for a time. And so another thing that we do uh, with people who are kind of already on the path of devotions, we just encourage them in times of difficulty. Because there is no one who comes to Radha Kalachanji Dam who doesn't have some kind of initial difficulty. It comes sooner or later. You get smacked again and again by Krishna's material energy. And he's he's always doing that. You just to see, you know, said, all right, I'll let you get into the community now. Let's see if you can take this. Let's see if you can take that. And, and, uh, everybody that I know of who has come and, and joined this community in Dallas has had some kind of difficulty to undergo, uh, either early on or a little bit later in their stay here. Practically impossible. But you know, uh, we get, we can get encouragement from other devotees at the time. And if we're not the ones who are in the position of difficulty, then it's kind of our job to, you know, talk with them and help them understand that this is not somebody else's fault. This is just something that uh, Lord Shishi Radakalachanji are giving you to see if you're going to endure, see if you really want to be here in Dallas, Texas, in Radakalachanji Yeah. So, and, and, and then, you know, different people have different kinds of experiences like that. So that's what we, that's kind of what we do with people who are more or less on our level. And then there are people who are in van, advanced positions. So how do we, how do we deal with them? We talked about dealing with those persons who are very, very new that are still under the strong clutches of the material energy, Maya Devi. Uh, Durga Devi. Durga is the keeper of the prison house. Uh, and now, now, how do we how do we treat people who are in advanced spiritual position? Well, the first thing we do is hear from them. We hear from those advanced spiritualists, and that's the way a lot of us have made any advancement we made. That's one way we made it by just listening to what they have to say, because they're so they give us so much knowledge of what they have been through and what we can expect to go through. And so it, it, it's it's beneficial for us to hear from them. We, we, we try to offer some personal service. If there's a really special personality who comes to our temple and uh, maybe gives some lectures, as we had, we had Mahatma Prabhu come just recently, and we've had other men and women who come and, and they will sometimes give lectures on, on the weekend when most people have the opportunity to come. And, and so hearing from them is a real, very big deal and offering them some kind of personal service. And if you happen to have, you know, a, an extra hundred bucks or so lying around and, and to be able to give it to a person like that who is really dependent on whatever Krishna brings him, 
uh, or her to live on, uh, then it's really nice to pass that on. You know, something as I, especially for us householders, you know, we always have money. We better have money. <laughs> I heard one financial advisor say when, said when you're young, you know, you don't have money. You better have good credit. Uh, and when you get to be old, you better have cash. <laughs> and I thought that was good advice. So we have to have, uh, you know, as householders, it's, it's practically imperative because we never know when somebody special is going to come to our community. Like uh, we've got Giriraj Swami Maharaj coming uh, the latter part of this month, and he's going to stay with us into the month of December, I understand. And and that's a real treat. So, you know, if, if you have money, and, and the reason for doing that is that in making money, there's a certain amount of karmic reactions that come with that money. And one of the ways to get rid of those reactions so that we don't have to suffer them all ourselves is not to use it all for ourselves, but to give it to some person who is more advanced than we are. Someone has dedicated his life for propagating the holy names of the Lord all over the world. Yeah. So we, we try to help out persons like that. And it gives, I don't know if it does everybody, but it gives me and my wife a great deal of pleasure to have some money on hand and then to give it to somebody who is a, an advanced spiritualist. And know that I mean, sometimes they don't even say thank you. And then I realized there's a reason for that. And that is we should be the ones thanking them for accepting that offering. Because what they're doing, they're unloading a lot of those karmic reactions that we've got that, that comes with getting, with taking in money. So as householders, that's, that's one of the things we can do for an advanced personality, uh, personal service, whatever little things we can do, go pick up some stuff for him or, you know, do a little cleaning for him or something, whatever is necessary. And then of course we, uh, we accept advice from them. Uh, if we have any questions about maybe a, a particular situation we find ourselves in or a particular path that we happen to be taking and we're not 100% sure whether this is the right path to take, then we ask those people for advice. And they're generally happy and willing to give it uh, to the extent that they feel that we might accept it. Because if they give the advice and then we don't accept it, that's not so good. Better, better to, uh, better to make sure that we, if we get advice from an advanced person, uh, we, we better consider doing something with it. <laughs> like be, being given a, a big handful of gold coins and thinking, well, I can't think, I don't know what to do with this, so I just put them away somewhere. No. It, 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 and, and good advice coming from a saintly person can be worth a lot more than a handful of gold coins. And who would not? Uh, who would not accept a whole handful of gold coins from someone? And then, and then, uh, we, uh, avoid criticism too. Cause sometimes if we're around a, an advanced person for a period of time, uh, we will begin to see some things that make us think, well, this person's just ordinary like I am. Ooh, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's something we never want to do. Is to is to think of a, an advanced spiritualist as, as being an ordinary person just like me. No, <laughs> uh, you may the, that person may even get mad. You may see him get angry at times. You know, and, and if you come from a, a Christian background, you know there was a time when Jesus got really angry with people who were staying outside the temple, changing money. Sometimes we see people do this in, uh, at temples in, in, uh, in India also. Uh, there, uh, you know, you want to give uh, one, one rupee or one rupee coin or something like that, and there'll be a person out there with a stack of rupees, uh, coins, and so all you got is a hundred rupee note, and so you can give him that note and get a hand, you know, a whole bunch of coins, and you can give them to the persons who are sitting along the, along the path. You know, sometimes there are people who depend on that kind of thing for their sustenance. And you, you can tell they're not making a lot of money doing that either. You just give somebody one, one rupee, that's, that's not a whole lot of money. Ten rupees is nice to give if, if you can do that. So, uh, um, uh, anyhow, we were talking about the imperfections, seeing a 
what we perceive to be imperfections in people. So just as Jesus got mad with those persons who were making change and they were selling things to use in the temple, you know, and making a profit on it, he, he couldn't stand that. So he, he began going through turning over tables and, and yelling at people, getting them. And everybody was kind of surprised to see that because he's a holy man. But holy men can have a temper. And Prabhupada told us, you know, it's not, it's not a good thing to get angry with somebody because of maybe some criticism they've given to you or some even physical harm that they're given to you. But if they, if they uh, attempt to say something negative about another devotee or they attempt to harm another devotee in some way or take something that is their property, then you can get mad. And you can get, you can let all your anger out at that point. When you're protecting Krishna's devotees. So we have to deal with all kinds of devotees. And sometimes we're offering service and encouragement. Sometimes we're just understanding the difficulties that people have to experience in making advancement. Um, we have to, but here's something we have to do, and that is to learn when to maintain our distance from some people. Even people that appear to be maybe senior devotees. But sometimes, uh, because, because of, of, of what they say, what's coming out of their mouths, we recognize that to be, um, not in, exactly in keeping with what we have been taught from Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada's disciples. So in order to protect our own spiritual life, then, we need to be really careful to maintain, what do we say? Offer obeisances from a distance, um, obeisances within the heart, you know, we respect that person because we know that person also has Krishna in his heart, just as we have Krishna in our heart. But uh, sometimes it's best just to maintain and not to hear from just anybody and everybody who happens to come into the temple room. Usually we try to be really careful about who does give a class in in the temple or who is allowed to come in and talk with other devotees from time to time. Sometimes you have to make a judgment, and you have to be a little careful about who comes in and does that, uh, just just to protect other people's uh, their their bhakti lata bija, their creeper, the seed of devotional service. Always show respect, never thinking ourselves as superior to other people. Uh, those are ways that we learn to get along and and not make offenses toward others. Always show respect to others and never think of someone as inferior to ourselves. So these are, these are just some ideas talking about uh, how Krishna was greeting the different people that he saw there in, in uh, Dwaraka. And, and he offered, what was it said? Uh, this, is, this is our text, again, translation. The Almighty Lord greeted everyone present by bowing his head, exchanging greetings, embracing, shaking hands, looking... In other words, whatever level the people were on, Krishna knew what was the proper way to treat them. For example, when he would encounter the Pandavas, uh, the, uh, you know, the, um, who was it, um, Arjuna and Bhima, uh, he would embrace, I believe that's correct, Yudhisthira. Krishna would actually offer obeisances to Yudhisthira. And then uh, he would accept the uh, obeisances from the two younger Pandavas, Nakula and Sadev. Uh, so he knew how, what, what is the proper way to deal with everyone. And, and so we have to get that way. We have to be that way also, which requires making some judgment, again, not for the purpose of condemning anyone, but for the purpose of, of treating them in the way that they should be treated. Uh, I wanted to share with you um, two verses from the 11th Canto, and this is chapter 28. Uh, so text number one. Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Paraswabhava Karmani Na Prasamsin Na Garhyet Vishwam ekatmakam pasyam prakrita prakritya pudushenacha. Translation to that. The Supreme Personality of God had said, one should neither praise nor criticize the conditioned nature and activities of other persons. Rather, one should see this world simply 
as the combination of material nature and the enjoying souls, all based on the one absolute truth. And Prabhupada's purport is, is illuminating. Material situations and activities appear to be good, passionate, or ignorant, according to the interaction of the modes of nature. These modes are produced by the illusory potency of the Lord, which is in itself not different from its master, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So a devotee of the Lord remains aloof from the illusory temporary temporary manifestations of material nature. At the same time, he accepts material nature as the potency of the Lord and thus essentially real. The example may be given that modeling clay is shaped by a child into various playful forms such as tigers, men, or houses. The modeling clay is real, whereas the temporary shapes it assumes are illusory, not being actual tigers, men, or houses. Similarly, the entire cosmic manifestation is modeling clay in the hands of the Supreme Lord, who acts through maya, to shape the glaring temporary forms of illusion which absorb the minds of those who are not devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's pretty far out, isn't it? One should see this world, in other words, uh, he says, one should neither praise nor criticize the condition, nature, and activities of other persons, understanding that they're simply under the, uh, the auspices of the Supreme Personality of Godhead's material energy. Here's text number two. I'll just read the English translation. Whoever indulges in praising or criticizing the qualities and behavior of others will quickly become deviated from his own best interest by his entanglement and illusory dualities. So uh, read just a little bit of the purport here. A conditioned soul desires to lord it over material nature and thus criticizes another conditioned soul whom he considers inferior. Similarly, one praises a superior materialist because one aspires to that superior position in which one may dominate others. And then Prabhupada says, praising and criticizing other materialistic people are are thus indirectly or directly based on envy of other living entities and cause one to fall down from swaarta or one's real interest, Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. I'll stop here. Any any questions or any comments that you want to share with us? And I think we've got a microphone. And I'll have to ask everyone to please speak loudly right into the microphone so I can hear you. Anyone want to ask a question or make a comment, please? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. The question is, like it said... Ramacharya Prabhu, would you speak without your mask on, please? Pull your mask on. Yes, please. So, you you, you mentioned not... uh, not not criticize and neither glorify and h- how do we distinguish it from encouraging or appreciating uh, the the person's you know in the current circumstances a person might be in and you know making the journey ahead in krishna consciousness like how what is the difference between encouraging, appreciating, so that you know the person takes to Krishna consciousness, and then you know neither criticizing and neither glorifying the activities of that person? I'm not certain I understand your question. Uh, how do how do we act toward a person? Yes, uh, who is indifferent. Modes or a person who takes to Krishna consciousness? Who is in a different modes and then uh, there is something good in that person, you know, which you you kind of, uh, you can appreciate and try to fan and, you know, help that person become more Krishna conscious. And then, you know, 
Okay, just because, criticizing and appreciating. Yeah, uh, uh, because sometimes, sometimes we don't know uh, exactly where a, another person is in his in his spiritual life or in his material life, and so if we cannot make that assessment ourselves just by being with a person, talking with them, then uh, we should ask someone else who who perhaps has better insight. Maybe someone else who knows this person. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's said that it's, it's, if, if you need to correct the behavior of someone else, if, if it's obvious to you that that person's behavior needs to be corrected, um, of course, then you should go and speak to that person, uh, and, you know, very sweetly and nicely so as not to be offensive. Because if you offend somebody, you can't accomplish your purpose. Um, you have to you have to speak to a person in such a way that um, um, that you're going to make a change. And matter of fact, it is said that um, if you it is said that if you uh, co- try to communicate communicate with another person and there there is no change, then communication has not taken place. So if you don't have the ability or the skill to help another person who maybe is having some little difficulty and is making advancement in Krishna consciousness, uh, maybe it's because you don't know the person well enough so that you know how to approach him or her. And it could be that you need to ask someone else to please, you know, you know this person better than I do. Uh, would you mind informing them of what I'm seeing and try to help them make some, in other words, get someone else to help. Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes it's not, it's not all the time that we can make a decision. As a matter of fact, it's, you know, if we're going to really come down hard on someone, we really do need to talk it over with someone else, a third party, before we get really heavy with someone, unless we know that individual and know that person is going to see what we're doing as intended to be beneficial to him or to her. Thank you, Prochi. Anything else? Thank you very much. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with everyone today, and especially those who are listening in by radio or or telephone or Internet. Uh, We're very pleased that you chose to make this activity part of your Sunday morning program. And those of you who visited the temple, thank you very much for coming and being with us. So we will end by saying that we offer our respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone and who are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Vanchakalpa tarubhyas cha kripasandubhyeva cha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha anantakoti vaishnavrindaki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Shishivara Kalachanji Dham ki jai, Gora Premananda Haribo.